Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Randall Show, we talk about stretching the shoulder into internal rotation with the behind the back towel stretch. The Ask Mike Reinhold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're here up at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston answering your questions. If you have a question you want us to answer on a future episode, please go to MikeReynolds.com, click on that podcast link, and we will do our best to get to each and every one of them. So let's see. We got Dave Tilly, Mike Scudetto, Dan Pope, Dwesh Podell. Kevin Coughlin, Lenny McCrina, and who do we have for students today, Len? We have three uh, students, three three current students that we've had for a few weeks now. They've, they've been really settled in over these last few weeks. Uh, we have Eric Deutsch from the New York Institute of Technology. He's sitting there in the front uh, wearing his glasses. We have Cody Adams from Franklin Pierce University. Great baseball program. Um, I don't know about the Arizona campus one. Um, or Brian Hunter from uh, the University of Hartford um via um would you go to undergrad i don't even know you're into undergrad hartford i guess university of hartford in hartford hartford the, the yeah. double whammy love it yeah. awesome all right what do we got for a question today gentlemen back to eric yep uh so stretching shoulder internal rotation would be behind the back stretch jim from new york i loved your shoulder course and podcast this is my first question I see both physical and occupational therapists treating shoulders, trying to regain internal rotation with the IR towel stretch behind the back. I've never been a fan of this and feel there are better ways to regain IR. What are your thoughts on trying to regain IR with the towel up the back stretch? Yeah, I I feel like you're, you're, you're ready to fight somebody right now, Eric. (laughs) Is that the long Island? Is that a long Island thing? I think so. I love it. I love it. I mean, that's why this question from Jim from New York, I figured he's probably, he's probably saying it with that same accent and stuff. So the two of you in a conversation would be, would be amazing. So, um, all right. So behind the back towel stretch, who wants to start on this one? I actually have some, some blog posts on this too, that you can kind of Google around here, but, um, that's certainly not a stretch that we do at champion. Um, I don't think anybody does it. If, if we saw somebody doing it, that would probably go poorly, but we, we, you know, we'd have a little chat about that, but I get the concept of this, right? Functionally, a lot of patients, especially older patients and bigger surgical procedures, they complain functionally that they can't do activities behind their back. So gentlemen reaching in their back pocket sometimes, right? You know, going up the back and females is, is a common complaint that they talk about. They talk about how that's super awkward. So people, you know, give them a towel and say, you know, let's, let's tug on it. Let's torque this thing. Who wants to start this one on, let's, uh, we'll just get right to it and say why we don't use it, right? Because I think that's an important thing to kind of talk about. Who wants to start? What's yeah. up, Dave? I think this is a good, like, 
example of a summary concept that we use a lot and I learned from Mike and Lenny when I first started is you can have someone who is kind of like stiffness from a muscular point of view, but then has some laxity or looseness from a joint point of view. And I think oftentimes what we see in a lot of these patients in, in this joint and others is that sometimes when someone is lacking motion from a soft tissue point of view, they make up for that motion by maybe putting more stress on the joint capsule or maybe putting some extra stress on areas that maybe don't really like it too well. And this is a really good example, right? So like they get your hand behind your back, you need to get extension, but also IR of that motion. So sometimes we see people who have lacking IR IR from a soft tissue point of view or a stiffness point of view, but they're continuing to do the motion they want to get. And what happens is they make up that motion by putting some extra stress on the front of the shoulder. And you see someone when they, when you look from the side, if they're doing this, they have a lot of like anterior glenohumeral migration, right? So they have a lot of forward motion of their shoulder and it maybe feels uncomfortable in the front of their joint capsule, or maybe they're stressing a cuff tendon or a bursa or something. So sometimes it's a little bit better to break down that motion into pieces and figure out maybe which one of those components is not there that you're trying to find. Maybe the IR, right? Or maybe some T-spine extension someone's lacking to get that hand in the right position. So it might be a better option to check the pieces rather than just keep like, you know, fixing the entire, you know, motion as a whole. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's a great way of, of saying it. Um, the body is going to take the path of least resistance, right? So if you're tight, you know, I think one of our general concepts is, is if you are limited with your range of motion, we don't bring you to end range and then push it further. Right. That seems, that seems weird, right? Like, so like, Hey, you don't have overhead, you know, flexion, just keep jamming it up until it goes. Like it's not, it's not like the way that we like to regain motion. So, uh, so great point, uh, Dave, I like that. Uh, Dan, what do you think? I think sometimes this is kind of a clinical reasoning problem, right? Um, one of the reasons why people can't get their hand behind their back is because it hurts to do so. And they're not necessarily super stiff per se. So you have docs that taking a look at the range of motion, like, hey, you need to work on this. You need to push it. And this happens to me every once in a while. You'll have a patient that comes in, can't reach behind their back, and the doctor says, hey, you got to start working on this and gives them basically the towel behind the back or something along those lines. Um, when probably the reason why they can't do this is because it hurts so bad, right? <laughs> so I don't know that trying to push into a provocative position is necessarily going to help. It may, potentially. Maybe you're arguing you're making that tissue adapt over the course of time. But I think the other piece is that um, it's not going to get you better if you keep on pushing through enough pain that it irritates it further and it may affect other parts of rehab. So um, I think it, first and foremost, make sure they actually have a range of motion limitation. You're not just pushing into a provocative position because they're too fresh out from a given surgery, you know? Yeah, I really well said too. And if you break down behind the back, um, what I think is worse is when people say that shoulder has limited internal rotation. So I'm going to give them the behind the back stretch. I get it. If functionally the person can't reach behind their back and you're trying to improve that, I get that. I still don't necessarily perform that stretch, but to say that that's an internal rotation stretch to me, I think is, is a little misleading. So if you actually look at that, Dave alluded to this there, that is shoulder extension, adduction, and internal rotation. And it's kind of funny, like I, I broke this down in a blog post like many, many years ago. But if you actually look at that, the majority of internal rotation at the shoulder occurs like by the time you get to the sacrum. And that's not where people are tight, right? They're tight as they try to go up their back. So it's not even internal rotation. You know, a good third of the motion is probably scapulothoracic anterior tilt and like kind of dumping, right? And, and the rest of the motion is shoulder extension and adduction, right? I think if anything, what this shows us isn't that we're bad at increasing internal rotation after a surgery. I think it probably shows us more than anything else that extension is the thing that we're bad at 
at working on, right? We don't work on extension enough, maybe, or the surgical procedures that we tend to see, like a rotator cuff repair or an anterior capsule labral tear, those types of things, a capsular shift, they're all in the front. Those things all limit extension surgically, like they're designed to do that intentionally. Right. So, so that's kind of like how it, like it, it goes together in there. So to me, I, I don't know if it's even internal rotation that does it. There's other studies that have been published that there's a very low correlation between internal rotation measurements and your ability to reach your arm behind the back. Right. So kind of, kind of keep that in, in mind with all those things. So um, I don't know. I mean, why don't we, I always like, you know, we're, we are answering the question, right. But I always like alternatives. Right. So I think we should provide that in that episode. Um, I think we've all set a good case as to why not um, who wants to jump in. Maybe we hear from somebody new, like, what would you do different? What'd you do different, Mike, to, to actually get that arm behind the back better? Yeah, um, I would definitely, you know, it starts with your assessment, trying to figure out if it's a capsule limitation or if there's a soft tissue component as well. Um, most likely, it's probably a combination of both. Um, and we know that working uh, on the posterior cuff can help improve internal rotation. So I'd probably do some pin and stretch uh, to the posterior cuff, infraspinatus, um, even Terry's major can work on, on that a little bit as well. Working in the cross body motion, you can do a contract, relax cross body stretch where you're stabilizing the scapula. Um, stretching out the the posterior cuff and maybe getting a little bit of a capsular stretch, uh, and that can help improve internal rotation. That would be my first uh, first kind of go to from a soft tissue perspective. Um, and then, yeah, working on on thoracic extension uh, and scapular control exercises, I think, could also help improve internal rotation. Yeah, that's it's a great point too, and I think what like like try from what I heard from Michael is, is like let's look and see what's actually limited in that person. So if they're limited in adduction, horizontal adduction or adduction of the of the shoulder, then they're going to have a limitation in reaching up their back. But just work on the adduction, right? Don't just just jam their hand up the back. Work on that one movement pattern, right? Work on thoracic position, work on scapular position, uh, work on soft tissue before you just getting to end range of torque. Like, I think that's, that's a great way to do it. Uh, I, I think we get it. I think there's a time and a place too. Like you can't be doing this at eight weeks out of a rotator cuff repair, right? I think you got to allow, because you said it, I think you said what, like why this is happening a lot in our sh- shoulder patients is the tissue that was repaired is get stressed when you get into these positions. So I think like we mentioned in previous episodes, you got to give this tissue at least three months uh, to incorporate, again, depending on the age of the person and the health of the person, uh, at least three months to incorporate before you start thinking about, you know, the behind the back, you know, aggressive type position that they're trying to get to. If they are trying to do that and it's too early, I probably tell them to stop that, figure out a different way to live. If it's a female, you know, all the bra situation, putting a bra on, uh, you know, you try to feel a different way. Can you attach it in the front? Can you get a, a different style uh, or just refer to my female therapist and, and give me some help? Um, but I think there's other ways around it and not stress the tissue because um, you, you, you risk retearing it. So you got to be careful how you are uh, when you're being in, in putting these people in these positions to get that range of motion back. Yeah. What, what's the number one thing we hear from, from cuff patients in terms of like how they think they injured their shoulder that put them over the edge. It's, it's like, it's, it's reaching for your brief briefcase in <laughs> yeah, the, back the back seat, seat. of the car yeah. and then like, pulling pull, I mean, yeah. luggage or reaching <laughs> right. in the back seat. It's a common, that's a common thing. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else, Dan, did you have something too? 
Yeah, I I um I think Dave could probably speak to this as well, but I work with a lot of folks that are trying to get back to end range extension just because people are trying to do, let's say, like a bench press, but even more like a dip or ring muscle ups, that type of thing. You need a ton of extension for those things. So uh, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of information out there on how to improve extension range of motion. So we do a bunch of drills. You treat it kind of similar to any other uh, area where you're trying to gain range of motion. I think uh, at least at the shoulder, you probably want to target the soft tissues in the front of the shoulder to help with extension range of motion. So maybe you're working a little on the delt, a little on the pec. Uh, over the course of time, as they can handle it, you're doing some extension range of motion. Maybe start with something like a PVC pipe. Um, then I start doing some closed chain exercises, so like an assisted dip. I'll even do some dips uh, slowly with a pause at the bottom. Um, so we're working on slowly rebuilding that extension range of motion. Um, but I think if you couple that with internal rotation, like you said, you're going to have a lot of success. You just have to yeah, slowly I, do it. I, I, I think I think you nailed it there. And I think if, if we had to critically assess all of what we do, and even like, like all the protocols that we've written over the years, we don't talk about shoulder extension that much. You know, we, we really don't. It's not included in a lot of the th- those things. So that's probably an area we can improve on. Like I've started spending more and more time on that, like with my like, like capsule or labral repair type people is kind of working behind their body a little bit. And just with passive range of motion, bringing them to end range and telling the tissue like, hey, this is this is the, the load that I want you to kind of feel here, some stress that I want you to get. And I think over time, my outcomes have gotten better to, to remove that like stiff period that sometimes a lot of them go through. So yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe focusing on some, some gentle extension range of motion versus waiting till 12 weeks and being like, oh man, it's tight grab this towel and torque the crap out of your shoulder behind your back. Right. Like to me, like that just seems like the wrong approach. So um, awesome. All right. So great episode. Hopefully that kind of helps a little bit. Dig around on my website. I think I have, uh, I do think I talk specifically about the behind the back stretch in, in one post, but I have lots of other things on, on how to increase internal rotation. And I think that um, is, is really what we tend to focus on more than anything else. So awesome. Great question. Thanks so much. If you have a question like that, head to micron.com, click on the podcast link and you can fill out our form to ask us anything you want to talk about. We'll do our best to get to them. And please head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate, review, subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks again. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.